Hello everyone and welcome to Maddie's Sound Explorers. Each episode we ask a question about the world and explore the answer through sound and music. Every show we're going to bring you a new piece of music made from the sounds we discover and a little help from our brilliant guests. As we learn, we're going to listen out for interesting things our guests say, inspiring ideas and sounds that tickle our fancy and use them in our song at the end of the episode. Listen out as we go along. Which sounds would you put in a song? This week, we're going to be taking a trip on a rocket because sound explorers can go anywhere, even into space. Rockets have been taking people up into space for nearly 60 years. And one of our sound explorers has a question about them. How do rockets work? Thanks, Pepper. What a fun question. I think rockets are amazing. I would love to go into space. Would you? But how do rockets work? And why are they so loud? I know just the person to answer our questions. My name is Emily Calandrelli. Hi, Emily. Emily is an engineer and is part of her job to talk about space on the TV. So she knows a thing or two about how rockets work. Emily, your job sounds amazing. I film all over. I go to different NASA centers around the United States. You know, we just talk about rockets and spaceships and rovers on Mars and searching for aliens and everything in between. Well, we're going to go on quite a journey today. But before we get on a rocket, I want to know how they work. After all, astronauts must be prepared. So, Emily, how does a rocket work? Well, when you see a rocket, they are these long, skinny things. And the important thing that you are sending into space is always going to be at the top of that rocket. And honestly, most of the other parts of the rocket are like the propellant and the fuel that you're using to get up into space because it takes a lot of energy to leave Earth and go into space. And so you need a lot of propellant to do that. Propellant is a mix of fuel, the thing that burns when a rocket launches, and other chemicals to help it burn. That propellant creates this huge explosion in one direction. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. The explosion goes downward, so the rocket goes upward. I think it's time we hitched a ride on a rocket. Are you ready, sound explorers? Let's go. I'm standing on a huge crane next to the top part of the rocket and there's a little bridge to help get people and things onto the rocket before it launches. Wow, we are so high up. I wonder if we can see anyone down on the ground. Hello? Oh, there's no one around. No one nearby, at least. If anyone was near the bottom, it would be really dangerous. It gets so hot. The top of the rocket is called the payload, and that's where the astronauts will squeeze into their seats for launch. But there isn't much space. Emily, why is this rocket so tall when the payload is so small? A rocket is really tall because you need so much fuel to get into space. I see. The tall, thin part is mostly an enormous fuel tank. 
and it looks like this one's ready to launch. Let's get into our seats. Ooh, it's a tight squeeze. Buckle up, sound explorers. We're ready for liftoff. doesn't sound musical at all, but it would be a shame to have a song without a rocket in it. Maybe there's something we could do with it. Oh, we're really high now. I can see so much from up here. We're above the ocean. Oh, it's huge. Hey, I can see bits falling away from the rocket. Emily, why is that happening? Not all of the rocket goes into space. Um, So a lot of times if you have a multi-stage rocket, meaning you have more than just one stage, the first stage when it runs out of fuel, it'll just fall off the rocket and often fall into the ocean. And then the rest of the rocket, the second stage and upper stage, will go even farther into space. Ah, so this is why rocket launches happen near the sea. So all those rocket parts fall into the water and not somewhere that could cause people harm. So what are we taking on this rocket? So we have about, I would say, 80 rocket launches a year nowadays. And most of those rocket launches are just carrying cargo and satellites and other things into space. They're not carrying people. Rockets often carry satellites into space. We use satellites to help us understand the climate, map our planet, and to give us internet or TV signals. But sometimes they go to the International Space Station, where people actually live. And that's about 2,000 kilometres away. It only takes eight minutes to leave the Earth's atmosphere. Less than the time taken to listen to this episode. But it would take us around three days to reach the ISS. And we don't have time travel. At least, not this time. So when rockets go to the International Space Station, they're bringing things like food and uh, health supplies and just different things that humans need to live and work in space. But they're also bringing experiments because the International Space Station is just this beautiful, large orbiting laboratory in orbit around the Earth. There could be around six astronauts on the ISS at any one time, and each could spend about six months on board. So there needs to be plenty of food supplies to feed the team of space-travelling scientists. And sometimes we're bringing cargo to the International Space Station. And a really, really important thing is people. Sometimes we are bringing people to outer space, bringing people to the International Space Station. Doesn't sending a rocket into space burn a lot of fuel? fossil fuels like oil. Is there anything else we could use that would be better for the planet? Yeah, I mean, rockets are are still our best way of getting to space. Um, There are things like balloons where you can get closer to space. There are uh, companies like Worldview here in the United States that are trying to bring humans to the edge of space using a big balloon. There's a company that's trying to create a slingshot to slingshot satellites into space. Uh, That one is still an early development, but it's a really cool idea. You'd have to make a satellite as tough as a conker if you were going to slingshot it into space. 
A very good way of getting into space that people are doing right now is actually instead of launching a rocket from the ground, you attach a rocket to a plane and a plane would fly that rocket to 35,000 feet. And then at 35,000 feet, it drops the rocket and then the rocket ignites and then goes the rest of the way into space. 35,000 feet, about seven miles in the air, is about as high as planes fly people already. So if you've been in a plane, you've done the first part of flying to space. Great work, junior astronauts. Or I could say, congratulations, cosmonauts. A cosmonaut is just the Russian word for astronaut. In China, you might be called a taikonaut. But they all mean more or less the same thing. A star sailor, or space sailor, or universe sailor. Back to Earth, though. We're getting much better at using rockets more and more cleverly. In the past, when we launched rockets, we would use them once and then just throw them away. When you fly in an airplane from one country to another, they don't throw away the airplane when you land. If they did, think how expensive you know, uh, airline tickets would be. They'd be millions of dollars. But rockets used to be like that. They would throw them away. Um, But now they are trying to make them more like planes where you land in a different country, you make sure the plane is okay, and then you fly it again and again and again. If we can use those rockets again and again, it could be much easier to go into space. And that means much easier to take food and supplies to people on space stations or bases away from the Earth. We might be able to bring humans to the moon again. We might be able to bring humans to Mars. That sounds incredible. Oh, maybe that could be in our song. Imagine living on the moon or being a scientist on Mars. What about going even further? Will we always need to burn fuel to travel through space? Well, one really interesting technology um, is solar sails. And this is something that's really cool. It's literally like a, a sail in space, but instead of sailing on wind like you would... Uh, with a ship in the water, you sail by the pressure of light from the sun. Can you imagine a ship being pushed by the sun's rays, sailing off away from Earth and into the unknown? Then the astronauts of the future might really be star sailors. I think it's time for us to go back to planet Earth. I don't fancy sitting here for three days. It was amazing to travel into space in a rocket. And we learned so much about how rockets work and how we might travel through space in the future. Imagine not just being in space for three days, but for months or years at a time, riding the solar winds like a real star sailor. Sailor, 
space sailor, universe sailor. There's a company that's trying to create a slingshot to slingshot satellites into space. You'd have to make a satellite as tough as a conquer if you were going to slingshot it into space. Space Station is just this beautiful, large, orbiting laboratory. We might be able to bring humans to the moon again. We might be able to bring humans to Mars. You sail by the pressure of light from the sun. You sail by the pressure of light from the sun. Sailor. You sail by the pressure of light from the sun. Star Sailor. You sail by the pressure of light from the sun. Star Sailor. Space Sailor. Universe Sailor. Star Sailor. You sail by the pressure of light from the sun. want to go into space can they get a ticket yes you can buy a ticket to space um, for the low low price of 250,000 uh, US dollars that's a bit too expensive for me but you can go into space with us on Maddie Sound Explorers anytime you want just by playing this episode again this week we've traveled on a rocket up into orbit we've been blasted by propellant and maybe even seen the future of space travel Thanks for listening to Maddie's Sound Explorers. Discover new episodes when you subscribe. A big thank you to our expert, Emily Calandrelli, to Martin Zoltz Oswick, who made the music and put this episode together, and to Matt Hill for his help back at Sound Explorer Basecamp. Thanks too to Sound Explorer Pepper for their great question. I'm Maddie Moat. Join me next time for another episode of Maddie's Sound Explorers.
Maddie's Sound Explorers. It's brought to you by Magic Star.